Welcome to Sense and Nonsense A to Z, where we pick topics based off of the letter of the day. Today is episode 15 of season one, featuring the letter O. We're family and we're your hosts, AT and Z. So let's get started. We have a Portuguese hello today. Okay. Hola. Really? As opposed to hola, it's hola. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very close. I know. And as a matter of fact, hi in Portuguese is oi. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Well, I say oi all the time. Yeah. Not as a hi, but as an oi. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I think that's an O-Y-E. Whereas yeah. this is O-I. <laughs> close yeah so first i want to start off with wishing willie mays a happy 91st birthday wow happy birthday yeah Yeah. something i caught on the news tropicana now has an orange juice cereal no not quite sure how i feel about it it's honey almond clusters and you put orange juice on top of it like a cereal yeah 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 it's called orange juice cereal no yeah, I know. That was like dreaded when you, whenever you would have cereal and you wouldn't have enough milk, you'd nope. be like, what could I use as a substitute? And the answer is nothing. Not orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching something recently though, and I'm having a hard time remembering what it was. Maybe I'll remember later that somebody said they put iced coffee on their cereal. Really? Yeah. It was a TV show. Well, I got some information. Oh, I think it was uh, oh, go ahead. Sweet Magnolias. It was on a, a Netflix series, Sweet Magnolias. I oh, yeah? think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I've got some big news. Okay. Congratulations to Pat Benatar. Finally yes. being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Oh, you deserve it, Pat. Yep. I voted for her every day. I know. <laughs> The ceremony will be on Saturday, November 5th in LA. Also in the 2022 class are the Eurythmics. Hey. Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, Eminem, Judas Priest, and Harry Belafonte. Wow. I know. What a That's class, an huh? interesting class. Yeah. Judas Priest and Harry Belafonte are in for some special category, but the rest of them is uh, performer. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Congratulations to all. Yeah. So what's going on with you, Z? Well, you just had Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think I've ever had a drama free Mother's Day. Including including this one. one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I find that I have certain expectations regarding certain days like Mother's Day, my birthday and Christmas. And I have this expectation or feeling that everything should go well on these days, that Mm -hmm. they should be smooth and everybody should be on their best behavior. And it never works out that way. Hmm. I, on Saturday, had been praising my son for how well he had been doing controlling his emotions. And he had been doing really well for a while. And then on Sunday, he had like a three hour meltdown. You know, and then my grandmother Happy Mother's had, Day, Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, be a mom. Here's your present. Yeah. You have to be a mom. Yeah. And then, you know, my grandmother had a thing, and there was family drama. And oh, I was no. like, oh my God, this Mother's Day is like wrought. <laughs> and I'm just, I want to put it to other people out there that may have the same expectations that I do that just be happy that you're alive on that day. <laughs> Whatever it is, just let the rest of it go. Because once I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter what's going on on this day. I'm still a mother or it's still my birthday. And how I choose to handle this is the determiner of how the day is going to go. Not all these other events that are happening because I was alive. He came through it and it was a good mother's day. So I'll just say that and let it (laughs) move on from there. (laughs) Okay. It's time for 10 questions. Oh, edition. Okie doke. First question, Olive Garden or Outback Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. You like steak, right? 
Well, it's not just the steak. Like they have sweet potato. I really like that. Mm -hmm. They have good sides. And I don't generally like getting pasta out too much. Oh, I'm the pasta kind of person. Well, they make good lasagna at Olive Garden. So oh. um, yeah, I like that. I'll eat the salad and the breadsticks. But and like the breadsticks, I, oh, yummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I, I generally eat gluten-free pasta. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yep. yeah. Okay, number two. Do you shop at Old Navy? Yes. You do? Yes, I get lots of stuff for a little guy there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I haven't been there in like over 20 years. Oh, I haven't been in. I do everything online. Right. Well, I haven't done that either. (laughs) Okay. Next question. What do you put in your oatmeal? Maple syrup and brown sugar. Oh, I, well, I I get the ready kind, but that's the kind that you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you? Um, actually raisins. Ooh, I know you don't like raisins, right? No, my mother killed me on raisins when I was a kid. Yeah, I do. I let them soak a little bit and they get nice and soft. It's I love it. Okay. (laughs) The last time you had an oyster. Probably two years ago. My my mom makes this like soup for New Year's. Okay. And it's got oysters in it. Oh, so I I wouldn't like have one, but I've never been massive on them. What about you? I'm going to say about 40 some odd years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow. Had one, didn't like it, never touched it again. There's a difference between the raw ones and the cooked ones, but I'm still not a fan. They're too big. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a fan. Not. Okay. Your favorite Orlando Bloom movie? Ooh, it's got to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, me too. Yeah. He's so fun in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved him as Legolas. Don't get me wrong, but. I'm sure. I, um, I had a feeling this was going to be a tough question for you to answer because yeah. he's been in so many the movies that you like. Yeah. Yeah. I know know. that's a big coincidence, but, um, but I think pirates. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. Alrighty. Oreos, regular double stuffed or mega stuffed regular. Really? Yes. I like the stuff to cookie ratio of the regular ones because I I don't like stuff overly sweet. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I like the doubles. I like the double stuffed and I looked into that. The double stuffed isn't exactly double stuffed. No, no, no. Is it one and a half? It's a little bit more than one and a half. It's like 1.86, something like that. Okay. 1.76, whatever it was, but it wasn't quite double. The triple is probably double. I think the triple is like almost like two and a half. Uh huh. It's huge. Yeah. It's too mega. Yeah. Way too big. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, the double stuff is just about enough. Okay. Number seven, do you buy any Oscar Mayer products? Every once in a while, I do get a strange hankering for an Oscar Mayer hot dog. Me too. Every once in a while and I'll buy a package and I'll have that one. And then, you know, it'll be good to go for a while. Yeah. yeah, Same thing happens to me, but I have a specific one. They have an Angus skinless hot dog. Ooh. And it's like oversized. Uh-huh. So it sticks out of the roll. Yeah. On each side. Yeah. And uh, since they're skinless, it's and they're Angus beef, you know. Yeah. I like those. So if I'm gonna eat a hot dog, that's I, the one I'm gonna eat. I they have a they have a one that doesn't have any nitrates or you know, mm. yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that in it. That's the one I get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All righty. How often do you use the oh my god emoji or OMG? I would say often, but not regularly. Oh yeah. Yeah. If something's really oh my god worthy, I'll I'll oh my god about it. Yeah. But it's not like a constant oh my god, you know, <laughs> like everything doesn't warrant, warrant. <laughs> an oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I use sometimes it, I you're use like, it often. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Why do people eat octopus? I really don't know. It's like calamari is a thing. It's a big thing. I'll tell you something. Little squid's different. Squid's a little different, right? Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it is. All right. Maybe I should have asked, is squid much different than octopus? I don't think it is (laughs) because they're they're rings, right? I don't know. I'm I think it's all about the breading. 
I think it is. And I think yeah. it's all about how big the rings are too. Yeah. They're because, real big. They're right, all chewy and, what, and gross. Right. Isn't that the octopus that's really big and chewy? Yeah. I but not so much the squid. The squid is a little on the tender side and you could probably choke that down. <laughs> Some but people the, in Asia, but it's like, they why just octopus? Eat, they just eat it as like a, Delicacy. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the slimy things. I don't yeah. like sushi or anything like that. Yeah, either. I don't either. Cook it, please. And then I'll yeah. eat it. Yeah. I'm not even that big on it cooked. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, I've tried so many times, but. Yeah, for me, sushi is bait. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay, last question. Is orange the new pink? No, and it will never be. I was waiting for you to say whoever said orange is the new pink was seriously disturbed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. I couldn't remember the quote, but, <laughs> but no, it's definitely not. Yeah. Orange might be the new black, though. How about that? Right? Yeah. Are you watching it? I am watching it. Yeah. Is yeah, it good? it's good. Because yeah, you're, it is. You're watching it. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So that wraps that up. Those are good questions. Well, I, you know, I come up with about 15 of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I narrow them down. That's good. Yeah. I had some lame ones, but you know, I threw those out. It's all right. I'm going to talk about my favorite O actress. Okie dokie. Octavia Spencer. Oh, good choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Born May 25th. 1970 oh. in Montgomery, Alabama. We know that date. Yes. Maya's birthday yep. is also May 25th. And according to the birthday book. Okay. Is the day of the bold one. Hmm. Whatever their degree of sophistication, May 25th people are fighters. Above all, they recognize the freedom from tyranny, both for the individual and the group is of the highest importance. Also, whatever they do is beautifully crafted and executed. And I find that to be true for my AI. Yeah. And I find it she to was be a true fighter. for, That's for, for sure. Octavia Spencer as well. Mm -hmm. Miles Davis and Ian McKellen were also born on this day. So Octavia's mother had died when she was about 17 years old and she had already lost her father. And along with her siblings, they had promised their mother that they would go to college. Okay. In 1990, she interned on the long walk home with Whoopi Goldberg, and she was so enamored of Whoopi. She was like ready to go to L.A., drop everything and go pursue this acting career and become an actor. And she told her story to Whoopi and Whoopi said, don't do that. Wait, Hollywood will be there. Get your education because you promised your mother. Mm. And that's what she did. She went to Auburn cool. University and graduated in 1994. Nice. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. So between 1996 and 2013, Octavia has played a nurse at least 16 different yes, times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Talk about typecast, right? I know, right? <laughs> Starting with A Time to Kill in 1996 with Matthew McConaughey. She played Rourke's, or if you're Matthew McConaughey, Roark's nurse. And that was Sandra Bullock's character. And I remembered her in that movie. I, I thought she was great as the nurse in that movie, but I didn't really know it was her well, until yeah. years later, you know? Sure, sure. She was on an episode of The Big Bang Theory, mm -hmm. uh, The Euclid Alternative in yep. 2008. And that was the one where Leonard was working nights, so he couldn't drive Sheldon to and from work. And it makes the rest of their friends crazy because they're trying to give him rides, but he is just so obnoxious the whole time. <laughs> but they get together and they do like this intervention to right. make him learn how to drive. Right. And Octavia is the woman at the DMV who gives him the permit. <laughs> That's right. And her part is so small, but she is the most good. funny. She's oh my really God. Good. She yep. did such an awesome job. Mm -hmm. Look at that sign. Does it say <laughs> I give a damn? You know? Exactly. Like, oh my God. Exactly. She's so good. I'm going to talk about one of the, my favorite movies that she's done, which was the help in 2011. She played Minnie Jackson and she won the Academy award for best performance by an actress in a supporting role playing a maid in 1960s, Mississippi. And she made less than a dollar an hour and she worked six days a week for white families. And this movie is based on Catherine Stockett's book. And it was rejected 60 
times before it was eventually published. Wow. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for 103 weeks, and it spent six weeks at number one. There are some critics of this movie that say it has a white savior narrative. And while I do feel more time should have been spent on the maid's perspective and their experiences, giving them a greater voice. I do think that this was an important movie and seeing the way the majority of these maids were, was treated was very eye-opening. Not to mention the tightrope of danger that had to be traversed to try and do anything about it from both sides. Mm -hmm. Octavia's acting is impeccable in this movie. Then we come to 2013 with Snowpiercer. And Octavia was in this with Chris Evans and Ed Harris and Tilda Swindon. This was about an ice age brought on by man and about a thousand people board this nuclear powered train that circled the world and kept them alive for over a decade. And there was a class system on board and the people in the back of the train were the lowest class and the people in the front of the train had all the power. Mm -hmm. The people in the back staged a sort of revolution. And there was this one scene where they were supposed to fight through one of the carriages and it was going to be like very dark. And Octavia was really afraid of getting hit and like really afraid. She didn't right. want to get hit. Right. And even like by accident, she didn't mm -hmm. want to get hit. And she told Chris Evans about it. And he went and he talked to the director. And the next thing you know, she wasn't in that scene anymore. And she said oh, she'll be kidding. forever grateful to him for doing oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was really afraid, like really, really like she was having a panic attack over it. And he's like, don't worry wow. about it. I'll take care of it. Sure. So um, she was in two divergent series movies, Insurgent in 2015 and Allegiant in 2016. She plays Joanna. And I really liked those movies, but she had a smaller part in them. Next was Hidden Figures in 2016, the story of a team of female African-American mathematicians who served I loved a vital that role. movie. Yes. Loved in NASA. It. She during... was awesome in that. <laughs> when I saw that movie, I said, wait a second, is that the woman who was in Legally Blonde 2? I really didn't know who she was, other than I knew her face. I got you. Yeah, I got you. What a great movie. Loved it. So this is about the women who served a vital role in NASA during the early years of the U.S. space program. She played Dorothy Vaughn, and she said Dorothy Vaughn was prolifically named throughout the internal NASA documents. And part of the reason that we didn't previously know these women existed was the press was primarily concerned with the astronauts right. and not the people behind them. Exactly. Taraji P. Henson was Katherine Johnson, and her performance was amazing. Yes. Janelle Monet was Mary Jackson, and she was excellent as well. All three women. Yep. All three. Phenomenal. Uh, yes. And a lot of credit has now been given to these women, including Katherine Johnson, getting a new $30 million computational research facility building named after her at NASA. And the Presidential Medal of Freedom was awarded to her in 2015 by Barack Obama. Fantastic. I remember that. It was good, right? It was mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. Octavia Spencer got an Oscar nod for this role. And she got another one for The Shape of Water in 2017 when she played Zelda Fuller. Did you see that movie? I did Shape not. Of Water? No. It was very different. It was very different. The uh, director, Guillermo del Toro, she really wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. In 2020, she did the voice of Dab Dab in Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. There you go. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, she did Thunder Force with Melissa McCarthy. She played Emily Stanton. Mm -hmm. She's good friends with uh, both Allison Janey and Melissa McCarthy. She's known Melissa for about 25 years. And apparently mm -hmm. she's very competitive, Octavia, and gets loud and heckles people when playing cards, even <laughs> when it's Melissa's mother or her children. <laughs> Melissa interviewed her on Kimmel in 2017, and she made her tell this story. And I'm going to tell it to you because you love peanut butter and it's about peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Okay. She loves peanut butter. And apparently like 25 years ago, 20 years ago, she would eat her peanut butter off her spoons and they were poor and struggling back in the day. And she kind of lived off of this peanut butter and she had a roommate at the time and she would be pissed and yelling at the roommate because there were never any spoons and she would buy more spoons and then the spoons would go and disappear. <laughs> okay. And the same thing. She was like, why are you eating my peanut butter? Don't eat my peanut butter. Where are the spoons? Where is my peanut butter? Stop eating my peanut butter. You know, she's getting all clumped over it. 
And then one day she was spring cleaning and she flipped her mattress and she found all of these spoons caked with peanut butter what? shoved down the side of her bed. And it turns out that she'd been eating peanut butter and then tucking the spoons away in her sleep. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. And she never apologized to her, to her roommate either. <laughs> oh she was just kind of like, Oh, <laughs> oopsie. Whoopsie. Yeah. yeah. She loves meatloaf especially Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> antiques and jam. So she's with us on the jam. Uh -huh. And I love this quote from her. She said, meeting Oprah Winfrey, I cried like a baby. <sighs> meeting Steven Spielberg, I cried like a baby. Meeting Denzel Washington, I gushed like a crazy woman. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately so. <laughs> yes. And there's also a pretty cool picture of her next to Barack Obama, just losing her mind in oh, the White House. Which I can is imagine. pretty awesome. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So that's Octavia Spencer. I just wanted to touch on her because she's done a lot of things. She's mm -hmm. done a lot of things. She's got a lot of credits. A ton. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever see Ma? No, but she looks so scary. And I've it seen is scary. like it's I, scary. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not too big on scary movies. Yeah, I'm not either. But I've seen some clips from it and I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. that's intense. Couldn't continue watching it. No, it's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. She said yeah. that, you know, that's hard for her too. She Wasn't had really? to think of it in her head, like not played out this way, but she had to think right. of it as like a comedic thing because oh. there's no way she could handle all of the like stabbing yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it was, it's tough for her too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it either. So yeah. I understand. No, she's real good. She is. But isn't it funny? I've always pictured her as a nurse because she's played a nurse so, so many, many times. times. Yeah, I know. Or I'm somebody like in uniform or something. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, but a lot of times, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at her and I'm like, I'm looking, going through the movies and I'm like a nurse, a nurse, nurse, mm -hmm. nurse. That's right. I remember her being a nurse in that too. Yeah. And she was a nurse in that too. I'm like, holy cow. So I started counting them. And then I'm like looking it up and I'm like, this is a thing. She played yeah. a nurse like yeah. 16 times. How about that? Crazy. Cool. Thank goodness. She, she's not doing that all the time now. Cause she's yeah. wasted. Yeah. But yeah, she's moved on. Yes, thankfully so. But I, what I like about her, she's super grounded and she's got a great sense of humor, mm -hmm. but she's just a terrific dramatic actress as well. Yeah. Our sense or nonsense O topic is oak trees. Oak trees. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Sense or nonsense? The oak tree is the oldest tree on earth. Nonsense. It's believed that the oak trees evolved in North America, Europe, and Asia between 40 million and 60 million years ago. <gasps> You're kidding me. Wow. I wow. would have thought it would have been pine trees. No, oak trees. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. I had seen someplace also that they estimated 65 million years ago, but it's like, really? What's the difference between 60 and 65 amongst millions of years? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Sense or nonsense? Black truffles come from oak trees. Uh, nonsense. They're primarily associated with oak trees. Really? But can sometimes be found with hazelnut, cherry, beech, and birch trees. I so didn't think truffles had anything to do with trees. Yeah. What happens is that we know that it's a fungus. They attach themselves onto tree roots. Oh. And in turn, they provide the trees with nutrients and minerals from the soil. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have an interesting truffle story for you at the okay. end. So, uh, okay. So we'll come back to truffles. The next question. Okay. Sense or nonsense. Each acorn contains approximately a hundred seeds. Sense. <laughs> Have I got nothing right? <laughs> you got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> the oak tree begins its life as an acorn. And then each acorn contains only one seed. One seed. Yeah. Okay. So here's some facts. The oak tree is the official national tree of the U.S. There are over 600 different species of the oak tree. Most oaks don't properly produce acorns until they're about 50 years old. 50? 50. 
A mature oak tree produces approximately 2,000 acorns a year. However, only one in 10,000 acorns becomes a full-grown oak tree. On the average, oak trees live approximately 200 years, but some can live over 1,000. Hmm. So in its lifetime, they've calculated that they could produce about 10 million acorns. Wines and whiskeys are aged in oak barrels, primarily because of not only their flavor, but they become leak resistant, which is also the reason why the Vikings built their ships with oak. Huh. Yeah. And then in ancient times, people worshipped the oak tree, associating them with Zeus and Jupiter because they believed that they were just so tall and so mighty and so strong that um, they extended to the gods gotcha. was the idea. People went to oak trees to make important decisions and they also got married under oak trees thinking that it's gonna bring them uh, good health and happiness and longevity. Going back to the truffle that I mentioned earlier, I had seen a 60 minute clip with Leslie Stahl. She went to France about the truffle industry, which is it's questionable. Okay. I, there, there's a lot of garbage that goes on. However, she talked to a Frenchman. The Frenchman used pigs to identify where truffles were underground, mm -hmm. but they stopped using pigs because the pigs would eat the truffle before they could get it out of its mouth. Right? <laughs> and then they started using dogs because the dogs would dig, identify where the truffle is. The Frenchman would go there, pick the truffle, and oh, yeah. it's like gold to them. Yeah. Because no, not just to them, expensive. not just to yeah. them, oh, to oh, chefs. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Around the world. Yeah. They're, they're ridiculously expensive. expensive. Very. So the one Frenchman said, this is funny. I love my wife, but I love my dogs more. <laughs> Well, yeah. if she can get out of there and start and identifying her... truffles, you know, <laughs> maybe the tides her. would turn for her. Yeah. I got everything wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know squat about oak trees. I knew that about the acorns though. Why did but I say that? Yeah. yeah. I knew that. Yeah. So we had some information on oak trees. See, we're not only entertaining, but we're educational. educational. <laughs> Apparently, I need it. Uh, no. <laughs> Alrighty, OTV show, which happens to be one of my all time favorites. During that time, it was my favorite. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. Deep down, he knew she was right, but he also knew that someday he would return to her. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his friend, Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Da -da 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 -da. The odd couple, my favorite, and we're talking about the TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know the opening, <laughs> it was originally started as a Broadway play back in 1965, written by Neil Simon. It starred Walter Matthau as Oscar Madison and Art Carney as Felix Unger. It got a bunch of Tony Awards. And at one point, Jack Klugman replaced Walter Matthau on Broadway. Then there was the film with Jack Lemmon as Felix Unger and Walter Matthau again as Oscar Madison. And that was also written by Neil Simon. That was back in 1968. There was a whole bunch of nominations for awards. Only one was given to Neil Simon. He won a Writers Guild Award for Best Comedy. And then comes the TV show. From 1970 to 1975, five seasons, 114 episodes, developed by Gary Marshall for mm -hmm. ABC. And he actually played a couple parts. At one time, I remember he was a doctor. He's funny. <laughs> That whole family is funny. Yeah. The show had three primetime Emmy Award nominations for Outstanding Comedy Series. It's been rated within the top 50 best comedy shows of all time. Even Rolling Stone has them at number 55. So Tony Randall played Felix Unger, a neurotic neat freak. He was a freelance photographer, portraits a specialty. He said that constantly. And another one of his famous lines was, 
Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Most annoying thing that he would do is he would clear his sinuses. <laughs> and it kind of evolved during the series. And it just kept on getting worse and worse. But there anyway. is an episode where he lost his voice. Yes. And he wrote honk on the chalkboard <laughs> yes. he was using. Yes. It was so funny. Yes. That's when it got robbed. Yeah. yeah. So he was a connoisseur of opera, wine, food, Shakespeare. He always dressed really nice. He was always cooking and he was obsessed with his ex-wife, Gloria. Gloria. Yeah. Now, Jack Klugman played Oscar Madison. And Oscar, on the other hand, was very sloppy, mm -hmm. drank beer, smoked cigars. He was a sports writer for the New York Herald. He always wore a Mets hat. He was a gambler. He ate poorly. He had an ulcer other than Felix, right? Yeah. <laughs> he had a pretty much a short fuse with Felix, but was a fun-loving guy. Mm -hmm. Jack Klugman won two Primetime Emmy Awards and also won a Golden Globe. Wow. Tony Randall also won a Primetime Emmy Award. So Oscar was so sloppy. How sloppy was he? How sloppy was he? <laughs> Felix would go into Oscar's room. There's clothes all over the place. A pile of clothes on the bed. You couldn't see the floor. There's stuff just all over. Mm -hmm. So he would go into the room and just kind of look around. And all of a sudden, the pile moves because Oscar, who he didn't expect was there, is sleeping under the whole pile of clothes. In and that episode that you were talking about where they get robbed, he yeah. goes in to get Oscar to tell him. And yes. he, he pulls the cover back and where his head should be is a foot. And then he pulls the bottom up and there's another foot because he's over the side. He's actually sleeping like diagonally. Yeah, on the he's bed. over. Yeah, he's over exactly. the side. It's exactly. like, oh, my God, it's yeah. so funny because, you know, Hysterical. who sleeps with their arms and their head on the floor? <laughs> I know. Except my and son when he was little. <laughs> Felix, as a surprise, cleaned Oscar's room. He hated that. Oscar goes in there, looks around, he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> At one time. There was so much clothes there and there was a present and Felix says, what's this? And he says, oh, it's a Christmas present for who? Oh, it was for you. And he says, Merry Christmas. And then Felix says, what's in it? He says, a sort of cheeses. <laughs> Is it like the middle of summer or something like that? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so an interview with Penny Marshall talking about the odd couple, which was really interesting. She had she was, that funny laugh on that too. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll explain how that came about. Okay. So she was saying that she was talking to her brother, Gary, before she went out to a resort in Wyoming. She was going there for a part. And he asked her, who's going to be there? And she told him so-and-so and so-and-so and, so and, so and Jack Klugman. He goes, hey, do me a favor. Ask him if he wants to do a TV series, The Odd Couple, because they were also talking about Mickey Rooney doing Oscar. Mm -hmm. But Gary wanted Jack Klugman. He got his way, obviously. And then they wanted Oscar to get a secretary, Myrna turner so jack klugman said hey she got me into this why don't you cast her as my secretary so they did she was on four series at the same time busy lady huh she was yeah she had talked about them originally filming it with a single camera and a laugh track which was really hard and it was difficult because you had a pause and then they threw the laugh track in so the second season they started using three cameras and performed it in front of a live studio audience, which mm -hmm. made the difference. Mm -hmm. She mentioned one day they were doing the run through with the writers. She read her line and then it said, Myrna laughs. So she said her line and then she goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the writers went ballistic and they were like, oh my God, that's perfect. That's going to be your laugh. <laughs> yeah. So she was the whiny secretary. Hi, Mr. Madison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of zingers and one-liners. Felix says, everyone thinks I'm a hypochondriac. It makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the exchanges are fantastic. Mm -hmm. So Oscar comes home with a small cut and goes right to the refrigerator and grabs a beer, goes over to the sink. And Felix says, what are you doing? As he takes a swig of the beer and then puts the beer on his hand, right? And Oscar says, sterilizing the wound. <laughs> and Felix goes, with beer? It's got alcohol in it. Yeah. <laughs> Another one, Felix's daughter stayed overnight with them. Felix says to Oscar, 
she likes David Cassidy better than me. And Oscar says, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Oscar offers Felix some juice. Do you want brown juice or green juice? Felix says, what's the difference? Oscar says, three weeks. Oh! <laughs> the last one I have here is Felix says, what do you dream about? And Oscar says, living alone. Oh, <laughs> right. this part I've never forgotten. Felix was arrested for trying to scalp an opera ticket. All he was doing, he was trying to give it away to a woman. He ended up going to court because he was accused of scalping. He was his own attorney. So the woman that he was trying to give the ticket away to was on the witness stand. And Felix is asking her questions. During her testimony, she said that she assumed that he wanted money for the ticket. And Felix goes, aha. And he goes and uses the courtroom's uh, blackboard. And he writes on it as he's talking. He says, you assumed, and he's writing assumed, A-S-S-U-M-E. My dear, you should never assume. When you assume, and then he circles S, A-S-S, mm -hmm. and then he circles you, and then he circles me. You make an ass out of you and me. The judge was so impressed. He proved his case and he won. At the end, Oscar says, you were great. Do you want to handle my jaywalking ticket? <laughs> <laughs> but to this day, I try never to say that word, assume. Mm -hmm. That's that's a part of the culture now. Yeah. Make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I remember the most about the odd couple is watching them in your little TV in your bedroom in your house in Jackson when it was hot and I had to sleep in there because of the air conditioning. Uh-huh. And it, you'd always have the odd couple on late at night. Yeah. It. Yeah. Throughout the years, TV Guide rated two specific episodes as their 100 greatest episodes of all time. The Fat Farm is one episode that came up. The guys went to a fat farm. It was just ridiculous, but it was hysterical. But my favorite episode is the password episode. Yeah. They had a set all set up with Alan Ludden and Betty White was the one celebrity and Jack Klugman, who was a famous sports writer at that time, right? He was the other celebrity. So Betty had a contestant and Oscar had Felix as his partner. And Felix kept on giving these crazy answers and crazy clues and was getting Oscar mad because they were losing. Mm -hmm. The one password was bird. Felix gives Oscar the clue of Aristophanes. And Oscar's like confused and he's going Greek. And then the other team gets it. So they had a commercial break of which Oscar turns to Felix and says, stop saying this ridiculous stuff. Aristophanes is ridiculous, you know, and he kept on saying, this is ridiculous. Stop giving me these ridiculous clothes, right? And then you hear the announcer say, you know, we're back. The next password is ridiculous. And then it goes to Oscar and Oscar says, oh yes, I'll play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gives Felix the clue. Aristophanes. And Felix thinks about it, he goes, ridiculous. <laughs> and of course, you know, you knew that that was kind of common. And the studio audience is hysterical. Mm -hmm. They're laughing the whole time. But um, such a great show. I thought Jack Klugman was excellent. They Do incorporated you? a lot of their personalities into that. Gary Marshall, you know, um, Tony Randall was an opera lover. So that's he why was, Felix yeah. was an opera yeah. lover. And, yeah. and you from know, what I understand, Jack Klugman did do a lot of betting. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. So they really incorporated a lot into yeah. their characters. It was well done. It and really they said, was. um, treated their characters like Tony Randall was always worried that they were going to get canceled or they weren't going to get picked up for another season. And well, that was a situation every year. Yeah. They, but he was like really worried about it. He'd be really worried about it. And yeah. Jack Klugman would be like, stop worrying about it. It's going to be yeah. fine. It's going to be yeah. fine. You know? So they were well cast for their characters. Yeah. No doubt. Their personalities lent themselves to that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. All right. So we had agreed that we would do Overboard 1987 as our favorite movie this week. Right? Really, really a favorite movie. Really, really. <laughs> it's not just the O. It's my second favorite movie of all time. 
Right. So it has Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell in it. And coincidentally, mm-hmm. also directed by Gary Marshall. There you have it again. Mm-hmm. I know. Heiress Joanna Staten hires country carpenter Dean to build a closet on her yacht. He builds it in oak instead of cedar, even though she didn't say she wanted cedar. And she stiffs him on his feet and then takes off. Yeah. Dean Prophet. Yes. After pushing him overboard and dumping all his tools in the water. Right. Overnight, while looking for her wedding ring, she falls overboard and winds up with amnesia. And when her husband, Grant Staten III, fails to claim her at the hospital because she's a little bit of a nightmare. Yes. Dean sees an opportunity to have her repay him in domestic labor and claims her as his wife by revealing the personal information of a birthmark in the shape of a strawberry. Exactly. High up on her left butt cheek. Yep. The hospital's keen to get rid of her because she's completely <laughs> obnoxious and rude to everyone. Exactly. Eat your checkers. <laughs> so he takes her home and the place is a dump. It's, yes. There's cars and trucks everywhere in the front yeah. yard. Yeah. It's the bad. house is a shambles. It's bad. The kids are a nightmare and there's four yeah. of them. Yes. There's so many of them. There's so many. <laughs> Don't forget little Joe. Um, her mom. I'm Joey. <laughs> a falsetto child. <laughs> he likes Pee Wee Herman. He Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell her that she was short, fat, and a kind of a slut. Yeah. And she's just, she's horrified by this life and she has no idea what to do or what to make of it. And hilarity starts ensuing the very next day. Yeah. I love the, the thing I really love about this. And I think about it all the time when I think of this movie is her mm-hmm. making them sandwiches for oh. the first time on their first yeah. day. Yeah. With the she's, M&Ms. <laughs> she's just dipping into all the jars, peanut butter, oh. jelly, mayo, mayonnaise, it's yeah. all going on. Exactly. And then she just like pressing the, the M&Ms, M&Ms into, into the, the white bread. Yeah. <laughs> and the bread's all broken and busted and she's just shoving and she it She throws off. it in the bag. Yeah. She's a twin. Oh, twin. Oh, twin. <laughs> she means you. <laughs> like, Roy. Roy. <laughs> it's Travis. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just goodness. There's lots of it in this movie. Yeah. There are lots of funny moments. There are mm-hmm. lots of great one-liners like we were talking about before. Yeah. The boys are a mess at school and their principal inserts herself kind of in their lives in this way that she really shouldn't have done in the first place anyway, but she, you know, threatens Dean early on before, um, yep. Joanna shows up and says that she's going to contact the proper authorities if he doesn't get some stuff in order because the kids are a little bit of a mess. Yeah. So it starts to turn around for them when she gets called into school because Mm -hmm. the boys don't want to take this test. Love that part. Right. Love it. Love it. So before this, she's been having lots of disciplinary problems with the with the kids. Mm -hmm. He is not disciplining the sons at all. They're being terrible to her and obnoxious. They glue her hands to plates. I mean. It's a mess. And yep. she turns the hose on the mall yep. and she starts to get some of the power back, which is really great. Oh, sugar lips. Uh, yeah. So she goes into the school and she's being kind of dressed down by this principal. You yes. know, your exactly. kids are terrible. They're not sitting still for these tests. Yep. And your husband's a large child. child. Yep. Yeah. And the whole thing. And she's being a little bit meek about it. She's like, I know, I'm sorry. I've had problems and blah, blah, blah. Right. And when the principal gets called away to deal with something quickly, she goes over and she looks at the kid and she's like, what did you do now? And then she realizes that they're covered covered in poison poison oak. oak. Yes. And that's when she's like, oh, my God. And she says to the the principal, love this part. Has it escaped your attention that my children are in need of medical assistance? She's like, no. Well, yes. And she's like, you have the nerve to smugly lecture me on tests tests that are designed to pigeonhole children's potential a thing that cannot possibly be measured and while my husband may be a large child that's none of your business business. (laughs) and my kids might be rotten but they're mine that's right and have no doubt of their intelligence Intelligence. that's right and so she takes the kids and the kids are like whoa you know dad never stuck up for us like that before and then she says discipline problem my regards to schwartzman and heimlichen yes 
like and then she whatever. leaves and it, she says something about anal retentive huns yes, too i was yes, really, does, yeah. really funny yeah. yeah i don't remember the exact yeah, words but, but yeah. it's it's just so good it's like it's it the really thing is. that you always wish your parents would say to your teachers that are giving you a hard time you know yep, she really yep. does a good job there and Kurt Russell's character, Dean, happens to be listening in all this. And in the he, doorway. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of realizes what good parenting looks like from yeah. this person who has absolutely no clue what she's doing, but innately she's good at it. Sure. So this starts to turn around. She gets the house cleaned up. She gets the yes. kids in order. Yes. And then she starts to help him with this project of a miniature golf course that he's trying to get funded and built right so he can right. turn their fortunes around a little bit because mm -hmm. in addition to getting carpentry work and doing some contracting stuff he's shoveling fish guts at night yeah. to as a second job but he's embarrassed about it and when she realizes that he's how hard he's working it kind of helps her soften toward him as well yeah. so she starts helping him and they get the contract to build a miniature golf course. Mm -hmm. And by this time, they're they're pretty much in love with each other by this yeah, time. Yeah. And she does the design of the golf course, yeah. um, the theme. Yeah. And they cool. and they work together on it. Mm -hmm. And you start to see them as a unit. And they do really yeah. well together as a yeah. unit. And he's struggling now because he's trying to tell her that this whole right. thing is a sham and he just can't bring himself to do it because no. the kids are like, Oh, you know, yeah, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Yep. And what I was going to say is one part that is really one of my favorites because it really turns was the one day that he comes home. It's when everybody had the poison Oak. Yes. So he comes home. And the house is all clean. Yeah. He goes in the refrigerator and everything is clean and in a line. Yeah. Such a touching moment because you knew that that's where it turned. Yes. Because he started to appreciate her yeah. instead of just using her. Exactly. And uh, yeah, he puts her in the bed because he'd yeah. been putting her on the couch. He's sweet to her. And yeah. you caught me on a good day. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Because yeah. she said he was charming when he wants yeah. to be. You know, it's just those moments when they're softening toward each mm -hmm. other, they start to actually parent together yeah and he sees the turnaround in his kids you know yeah. kids that were failing or suddenly succeeding and participating in school and then right. of course travis is still failing and he's like well we'll work on that yeah, you know but exactly. but joey's starting to read and yeah. you know all of these things she's really contributing to the quality of their lives mm -hmm. and he he's just can't bring himself to tell her yeah it's not real and then when he does, when she finds the panties, underwear, yes, <laughs> she refuses to believe Jacqueline, him. Josie. Yeah. <laughs> JS. You know? She refuses to believe him. Yeah. And he's like, and the whole time it's so funny because he's telling her that they're not married. They're not, these are the not whole his story. Kids, the yeah. whole thing. Yep. And he's calling her honey the whole time. Honey, yeah. no, honey, listen to me. We're not married. These aren't your kids. <laughs> what's, she's like, what's her name? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, know. I gave you my best years. I bore exactly. the fruit of your honey, loins four honey. times. Honey, you didn't <laughs> bear any yours. fruit. <laughs> These are yours. Yeah, you didn't bear any fruit. <laughs> yeah. And then when Billy's like, no, they're my underwear. Yeah. What? You know, she's <laughs> like, and she takes a step back. <laughs> she does. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't mean I wear them. I mean, I got lucky with a phone sex girl. And then, and then Dean's like, honey, phone sex girl, don't come, come your truck. <laughs> And then she says, these are fancy underwear. She must have more than one phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it because he's like incredulous over the fact that she is not, he's telling her the truth. Yeah. And she's like, no. In her own world. Right yeah, in there. her yeah. own world. Cause she loves him. So they go, the golf course opens. It's a big success. He gets her a wedding ring because she said she lost hers in the sea and she was so mm -hmm. heartbroken over mm -hmm. it. He spends the money. He yep. gets another her a sweet ring. moment. Yep. Yep. And he says that he loves her and he wants her to be with her forever. And then they go home and Grant is back yeah. because he has been threatened with dismemberment. Yes. By Joanna's mother, mother. Yep. Yes. And they show up. And as soon as she sees him, her memory well, comes back. Well, how about this? This is one of my favorite lines of the whole movie don't get any ideas. I brought Olaf. <laughs> and then Travis says to the brothers, I think we could take Olaf. <laughs> I say that line all the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. And she gets out of the truck and she's got flowers that the boys presented to her. Right. Right. So she's like, hey, Grant, let me just put these in some water. And she remembers who she is. Yeah. She figures it all out on her own. They're, the, they're not really saying anything. They're all just standing there. And she figures this whole thing out on her own. Yeah. And then she realizes she has money and she has money. <laughs> I even have some in Switzerland, you know, and you Grant's like, Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing me here and making me a wife and a mother. And she's yeah. like, why, why did you do that? Like, You're that sweaty carpenter who hates me. me. And his world is crumbling and the kids are crumbling yeah. and she's heartbroken. Mm -hmm. because it wasn't real and right. she's just been betrayed by somebody who she really loves yeah and he and says she loves the kids too she loves the kids yeah and um the macaroni necklace she's got that macaroni necklace on that mm -hmm. joey made for her and yeah. you know he he knows it's over and there's nothing he can do so he just says you know joanna for what it's worth thank you and she leaves and gets in the limo and the kids just pour out of the truck yeah. and they're just beating on the yeah, you said, windows. You said moms don't leave. Yeah. And oh, she's no. heartbroken and they get back on the yacht and Grant makes Andrew the butler and the captain shush about what he was doing in the meantime. Keep mom on all yeah, the, uh, all the ladies the he had over yeah. and all the partying he did in her absence and, and her mother's there and she brought the therapist, Dr. Corman from New Wait York. I got, I got Tofudi Klein. What a joke. And she's doing all these things. She's middle-class now yeah. and she's drinking beer and opening yeah. bottles with the side and yeah. she's, rising to get a serving plate to serve her mother and everybody's <laughs> and when she, and when freaking she drinks out. the beer good stuff yeah because <laughs> that's what not, they said yeah during the movie yeah but the point is she is not this person anymore and her right. mother is like well i ever get the debutante i raised back and you're sitting here as if you're going god i hope not because she was horrible yeah. she was a horrible creature but i love after everybody goes to bed yeah then she goes down into the galley and the, the crew is there and they're doing tequila, the tequila shots. shots yeah you know lick shake lick drink <laughs> suck <laughs> you know and it's just funny because yeah. she's having a real moment with them and especially andrew and she yeah apologizes to him for being so hideous to him for so I, long and that's another part i love yeah that she behaves so badly mm -hmm. and she apologizes and then she asks him does he think that she's crazy too? Yes. And then he says, oh, no, no. Most of us go through life with blinders on, but you had a rare privilege of escaping your bonds for just a spell. What you choose to do with that information is entirely up to you. Love that. It is a very touching moment. And through that, you can see how touched he is, but she really gets him on her side. Oh, yeah. You know, she is she has definitely recruited him <laughs> mm -hmm. and you can see that his loyalty is with her because oh, yeah. I think she, it always kind of was, I think she so. was just, just a pain in the butt. Do you remember in the beginning, she says, are you going to bring me my lemon or do I have to squeeze it out of my hat? Yeah, she is. She is obnoxious yes. to him. Yeah. He doesn't do anything right. Really? Mm. He's a really sweet man yeah. and she treats him very poorly. Garbage. Yeah. So she decides through the course of the night that this is not her life. She doesn't want to live this life anymore. She doesn't right. want to be with Grant. So she right. turns the boat around and goes yes. is headed back to Oregon right. and Grant wakes up and he is not happy with that no. decision. No, the land's on the other side. Yes. Captain <laughs> <Yeah>. Carl. <laughs> um, so he goes up and he takes the helm from Captain Carl and he turns back around and she's like, it doesn't matter what you do. I'm, I'm getting, getting off. off. Yep. And we're getting divorced and he's incensed because nobody ever leaves the state and, yeah. and yeah. what's love got to do with marriage and all that. And then she said something to him, which prompts him to say, I should have left you in the psych ward of that hospital where yeah. I found you. Yeah. And she realizes that he, he knew. Yeah. He knew she was where she was and he decided to leave yep. her. 
you know, that just solidifies everything. Absolutely. She knows she's making the right decision. And then Dean and company arrive on a Coast Guard cutter (laughs) and they honk three times because that signals his arrival of his love. And she's excited and she runs down and gets her macaroni necklace and her wedding ring. Then before they get to reunite, the Coast Guard gets news that there's salmon poaching. Right. And they're going to take off. And she's like, wait, where where are they going? You're leaving. He's leaving. (laughs) And so Dean does the ultimate romantic gesture. Yes. He screams Katarina and jumps off the boat. And she screams Arturo. (laughs) And she goes to jump off. And Andrew's like, no, 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 madam. (laughs) I can't let you do this. Not without without a life jacket. Yep. (laughs) And... He is swimming towards her. The Coast Guard boat turns back around because man overboard. Right. And she's like jumping, chomping at the bit to get in the water. And Andrew's like, you should really play a little hard to get. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my mother I'll call her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she jumps in and she's just swimming. We talked about this before. She's swimming nowhere. She's going nowhere. He's making progress, but she's going nowhere. And then Grant tries to shoot her with an arrow. I remember the first time I ever saw the movie yeah. and I was like, oh no, no, not after all this. Yeah. You know? it, it's not a pointed arrow. It's a flat, it's a flat arrow. Not that that would have been good. It would have probably hurt her, mm. but I don't think it would have killed her. But in any event, Andrew comes to the rescue and kicks him overboard and gives his notice. Yeah. So there's a man the, overboard, right. a woman overboard in an evening dress, and another man overboard. Right. A man overboard is kissing woman overboard. <laughs> yes. It's a hell of a day at sea, sir. Yes, it is. And so then they're on the deck of this Coast Guard boat. And after she, you know, has told him that the money is hers. Right. And he freaks out and kind of slides back into the water when they're being rescued. She asks him if he's told the boys and he says, yes, they're making their Christmas list. And then he says, what can I ever give you that you don't already have? And she looks at the kids and goes, a little girl. And it's so sweet. sweet. Very sweet. (laughs) It's so touching. And that's the end. I'm just kissing on the boat with all the kids and we go off and it's, it's just a wonderful movie. And don't forget in the beginning, Grant was pressuring her to have a baby and her mother says, well, you can't have a baby because you won't be the baby. That's right. I saw this one interview that Kurt Russell did, and he was talking about Overboard. He had mentioned that that bathing suit scene where she's on the boat and she bends over mm-hmm. and he sees the, the uh, birthmark. Mm-hmm. Gary Marshall gave Kurt Russell the camera. So that's Kurt Russell shooting that shot. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. she could. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That's good. He's considerate. There are a lot of moments in that movie that are really sweet. Yep. Um, I can't say enough about it. It's so well acted. I love it. And the, their kids, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's kids were young when this movie was made. So Wyatt Russell took Mm -hmm. his first steps on the set of this film. Oh yeah. They were always on set with them. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. Nice family film. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know what I just found out? Hmm. Mike Haggerty, the guy who played bad Billy Pratt. Yeah. Just passed. Really? Yeah. He was only 67. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. He did some uh, episodes of Friends. Do you remember Yeah, him yeah, yeah. Friends? He was the, uh, the super. super. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Yeah. Teager, I think, or something like that. Trigger. Trigger. That's yep. it. Yep. He was also on Married with Children. He was also the Amico guy on Curb Your Enthusiasm. How about that? So, oh, well, yeah. I'm sorry to hear sad. that. Yeah. Very, sad. Very young. Did you watch the Kentucky Derby? I didn't. I've only watched it one time and okay. I won. I won that one oh, time. Oh, no. nice. Yeah. Nice. When I was uh, in my 20s, I had a friend who would go and bet. And yeah. I placed a bet and I won a trifecta. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Very the only cool. time I've ever watched it or bet or anything. Well, there was something very interesting. Oh? There was a last minute scratch. 
there was a horse named Rich Strike who was invited last minute because of the scratch. Mm -hmm. He was rounding the curve in the final stretch. He was in 17th position, 80 to one, he won. Oh, I heard an 80 to one horse won. That was yeah. it? Yeah. Somebody He's made beautiful. a lot of money. He's beautiful. It's one of those kind of horses that I really like. He's an auburn color and he has oh. white markings on his, a little star on his, uh, oh. on his head. Really adorable. But there's a backstory to this too. Uh oh. Back in 2016, the trainer, Eric Reed, lost 23 thoroughbreds in a barn fire. <gasps> and he almost walked away from training. Ouch. That know, hurts. Very, very sad. But he yeah. hung in there and he's the trainer who won. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Anyway, so are you ready to wrap up? Yeah. Let's okay. We appreciate you listening. With that, we're out of here. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.